Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the pre-show of Filmmaker Commentary. Hey. Reginald Titus Jr. Casey G. Smith. Welcome. <laughs> it's good to be back. Yes, indeed. And this is our pre-show. Going into our, you know, our weekly show. Getting published every Monday. So this Monday we're... It's either going to be The Exorcist, Ooh. which we said last time, right? Or uh, the movie Us by Jordan Peele. Either way, get ready. Yeah. Some kind of way during the pandemic, the numbers got all wonky with our podcast, and uh, we're trying to figure out what is what. But we're going to get on track. Either way, do your exercise. <laughs> Eat your vitamins. Say your prayers. Yeah, man. It's about to get scary. Yes, indeed. Um, what's been... What's been happening in the news? So in the news, as of this recording, the long-awaited premiere of Black Widow Uh. has taken place as it has dropped both in theaters and through premium access on Disney+. And it has opened to a, a... Pandemic era record of over $87 million. Pandemic. Pandemic, yes, indeed. Pandemic dollars. Pandemic dollars. So, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, that seems to be like a pretty good sign that theaters are obviously are beginning to not only open up more, maybe lift some more restrictions, but also that people are willing to, to go back and check things out. Fast 9 is still actually doing pretty well at the box office also. The Black Widow, um, that's on Disney, right? And people can purchase that, or is it included? Right, yeah, you can purchase it. So it's like one, just like they did with uh, Raya, the Last Dragon, right? For that, you know, a certain window of time, you can pay a, a premium price to be able to watch it from home from Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So, how much was it? Did you watch it? I went to the theaters and watched Black Widow. Which oh, I'll discuss a little later. Okay, okay. Um, Okay. How much was it though? I'm just curious, like if people would have purchased it on Disney, how much would that be? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. So if you're looking to check out again the long awaited Black Widow on yeah. Disney Plus. At home in the comfort of your couch. Um, if you're looking to purchase Black Widow on Disney Plus for twenty nine ninety nine. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> 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 Still getting used to this. All right. What's well, $29.99 to be exact? So that is available. Uh, so if you want to watch Black Widow from the comfort of your own home, 30 bucks, you and the fam can take it in. Wow. Okay. Man, 30 bucks. I don't know. Uh, how much was one ticket at the show? $10. I'll do that. Yeah. And considering, I mean, you go, I mean, if, if, if you and a date go, you're going to spend 20 just on that alone. If you order the tickets online, you didn't have any kind of special membership. You're going to pay at least two, three dollars in processing fees. That's already going to get you close to 12 to 15. And then you're definitely going to probably buy something at the theater. So you're going to be at 30 pretty, pretty quick. So, yeah, you'd be at 30 pretty quick. So why did you choose to go to the theater instead of watching at home? With that being said, I wanted the theater experience <laughs> and I'm vaccinated. So I was like, let's do this. Let's but do my buddy that I went with, he, he's not vaccinated. So risky. Eh. Yeah, so we're like, hey, but yeah, we have, we have been wanting to see that and, and check it out there. So mm-hmm. that's what we did, and I felt you know felt fine, felt safe. You know, we did the ticket thing, got them got them online, and um, and the theater was it wasn't like it was it was it was full, mm-hmm. 
It was actually it was it was fairly full. I'd say about seventy five to eighty ready. to eighty eighty percent capacity. People are ready to get out. Just do some normal stuff. Um uh what uh Franchise, I want to say franchise, but what chain theater chain did y'all go? To? We went to AMC. Oh, okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, hopefully, they're doing well. You know, got some shares of AMC uh, stock and saw that it was going up. So I'm like, okay, it's hanging in there. Yeah, they are. They are hanging, hanging in there. So uh, yeah, it was a good experience. And even you know, the parking lot seemed like there were you know there were vehicle coming vehicles coming in and and out or you know just being parked there so they got some business coming through it was the local spot that we normally go to and uh yeah so i was glad that they were still there <laughs> right <laughs> like, ah, okay they're still here they hung in my goodness um is that it for news that is it for news movies what have you been watching all right, so of course, Black Widow. Of course, um, we took that in uh, against our opening night on a Thursday, and you know, like maybe like some others, I was I was uncertain, yeah, how I would feel about. It. I wanted to see a Black Widow movie. The trailers, the trailers were okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't just totally wow me, but I was like, no, I'm going to go see this regardless, right? Um, our actress Scarlett Johansson has put so much time and effort into the into the role. I like actors like David Harbour, Francis Pugh, who plays uh, Yelena Belanova, uh, is an Academy Award nominated actress. So, mm. All right, let's go in and take this thing in. I was pleasantly surprised. Really, I was. What, hey, what was? What were you uncertain about? Uh, just the overall execution. Yeah. You know, would it uh, again? Again, the trailers. Didn't give too much away. You know, there's going to be some some action, but you and you see, you know, character Taskmaster in the trailers, mm-hmm. but you know nothing about the character. And I mean, I know who Taskmaster is within the comics and things like that, but you, he's very much so shrouded in mystery. Mm. And so, yeah, so it's a lot of questions going in. They kind of kept it that way on purpose. Uh-huh. And you know, this deals with the Red Room, which has been foreshadowed and talked about a lot throughout the Avengers films, right? We all know that's where Natasha came from, where she was trained. You know, if you haven't watched any of the Avengers films, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, I was watching art. Just kidding. There's a lot of art. Just kidding. Don't want to get anybody angry. They say I'm crazy. (laughs) Don't get me started. Don't get me started. You can never go wrong with a film starring Scarlett Johansson. Indeed, she is a national treasure. Yeah, uh, just to, I mean, she gives everything in all that she does, and she is given a lot you know, over the past ten years in this role as Black Widow. So she's great, right? You know, mm-hmm. she's going to hold down and do her thing. The person that kind of steals the show in almost every scene that he is in is David Harbor as as Red Guardian. Really, he's he is great. Okay. He, he is great at, at every scene. He's he's hilarious, and uh, but also. Frances Pugh as as uh, Natasha's sister Yelena, she has some some really good lines. Uh, she has some some good action, and their their chemistry together is uh, is a lot of a lot of fun playing okay. that dynamic of older sister younger sister. Uh, so again, there were some 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 very cool action scenes, and, and it flowed. The film flowed really well. It there wasn't like a a dry moment in it, so it moves along. So I was. It's not the greatest 
MCU film. Mm-hmm. By no means is it the worst. It sits kind of right there in the middle. I would say, I, I think I need to see it one more time. Okay. I, I'm not going to go to the theater and see it a second time. I don't think. It's been crossing my mind of, of late. But uh, after I watch it the second time, I'll, I'll kind of know where it sits in my mind within the pantheon of MCU films. But it's at least in a, in a good a good mid-tier level. It's a solid MCU film. Okay. Hey, when you check it out again, are you going to purchase it or are you going to wait till it officially drops? You mean I'm going to spend $30 on Disney Plus to watch it? Yeah. No, I've already spent. You said you're going to watch it. You got to watch it again. So. Right. But I mean, so I'll, you're gonna go wait, to the theater or I'll you... wait till it's free on Disney Plus, oh. which, I, which I pay for already. <laughs> yeah. That but, yeah but yeah, I wouldn't go and pay then $30 on top of the 10 I already paid to see. Yeah. No, I will. Not I gonna, will. It's I not worth like going to watch again. Potentially. Again, again, it's, it's in my mind. So maybe if I caught like a matinee. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've got, I've got, we've all have costs and expenses, right? So I would be, I would be <laughs> economical, right. economical about it. Plus, grad school is starting up, so time is going to be oh, Lord. limited. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, goodness. yeah. So maybe like a, you know, I don't know, maybe like a Tuesday or something like that. I know AMC has specials on a Tuesday, so maybe something like that. I potentially would maybe pop in and check it out again. But uh, not going to turn up like 2018. Like. <laughs> <laughs> No, not not quite. But uh, <laughs> but I did enjoy it. I re- I really did enjoy it. I, I enjoyed okay. the music. I've been trying to find the soundtrack because when we watched the the credits roll, I was like, man, I'm digging this. I'm digging this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I and when I study, I like to study to uh, to scores. Okay, from, from different films, especially a lot of different uh, like superhero films. It's just act, different action movies in general. I like to just let those scores roll on while I while I work. So is it? Because um, I know that that's one thing. I love like listening to some of the scores and things like that, but I noticed with the soundtracks, a lot of times those are pre-recorded songs that are a compilation of songs, which is separate from the music score. So which so are you, which one are you listening to, or are there when two I separate say, ones? Right. So when I say scores, I mean like the the original composed work versus say like right. Okay, like prime example right with like Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Mm-hmm. They have Guardians of the Galaxy mixtape. Which will give you Marvin Gaye and Tamara Terrell singing "Ain't No Matter yeah. High Enough" and the Jackson Five. I want you back. Mm-hmm. It's all like all right. the soundtrack, music. right? Right, soundtrack. Yeah. Versus, then you go and you can find the score, and you you get songs like uh, again. There's one of them I listened to actually from Guardians, like called, it's called "Black Tears," and I think it may be the piece that plays towards the end when they're all he's holding the power stone and their hands are mm-hmm. yeah coming together. Like I listen to that that score piece of the score from the from the film so okay. yeah just wanted uh, to clarify you yes, know because sometimes uh, people use those interchangeably like now there are a couple of soundtrack songs like from Karate Kid right <laughs> you're uh, you're the best ooh now mm-hmm. nothing ever is going to hold you down right I like to look at that that one you know pops in we'll play every now and then but for the most part it's all scores okay, okay. good question sir yes yes um, I watched Army of the Dead Zack Snyder's joint aha zombie fest on netflix okay and i would actually read the synopsis on that one after a zombie outbreak in las vegas a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble by venturing into the quarantine zone for the greatest heist ever so it's a heist film basically yes it is surrounded by zombies have you seen it i have seen it man what did you think because i was impressed i was too i was like Right. This seemed like a fun film. Yes. You know, him not to take too seriously and just have a go at it. And he was also the DP of he the was. film. So I was like, I know he enjoyed it. So that's basically what uh, Quentin Tarantino did when he did Death Proof. He was a DP on that one. Ah. 
We all know how much fun he had on that. But um, yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, and I watched it at night. I was like, I was up. Like, why not? Boom, just play that one. Yeah, so it was. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was, was kind of messed up. Spoiler alert. Fast forward. Whoa. Uh, what's our man? Uh, they play the the brother from Dave Power. Dave Batista. Wait, Dave Batista? No, the brother from Power. Oh, I don't know his name. I was trying to play. I was like, I've seen this guy before. I, I it wasn't clicking in my head. Uh, the brother who was in Power. Um, I can't even think. Of we it. should know his name, but now um, I should at least. <laughs> um, yeah, never listen to you when you find that. But our brother from Power, um, he's what's his name? Omari Hardwick. Yes, I, like duh, like Omari Hardwick. Um, towards the end of the film, he's like one of the last people left in the little Las Vegas. The, the one of the guys sacrificed himself to put Omari Hardwick into the case full of like hundreds of millions of dollars. And after they nuke the place, he's the last one left, and he has those bags, and he's like <clears throat> just taking it along with him. And we're like rooting for those guys. Like then we find out, you know, while he's departing on a private jet that he paid for in cash, that he has been bitten. It's like a little a little bite too. It wasn't like a big chunk. Like they're ripping skin off, right? And all that. I was like, oh man. But that go ahead, go ahead. It just makes it. Uh, it's like man, it's just. It's probably how it would happen in real life. You know, you're trying to get away. It's just, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> and, and the film has, like, as action-packed as it is, it has some heartfelt moments. Yeah. Right? You have these different relationship dynamics. Again, Dave Batista, I, I give him a lot of credit for the kind of roles that he chooses. Obviously, it's easy to try and typecast him because of his size. Yeah. But he has been showing his range in 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 the choices that he makes. Um and in this film, again, he's not just a you know this big dude. He's 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 a character with with heart and motivation, and complicated relationships, and that plays out. And it makes some of the things that happens towards the end a little harper. You're like, oh come on, man, come on. But yes, the movie's it's it's got. I think it uses humor very well. Yeah, pardon me. The visuals uh, yeah. are, are very very nice. Mm-hmm. And there is if you watch any of the interviews with Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. I, I I recommend checking out some of the interviews where people are talking to him about the film. There's a lot going on. Like it's the kind of film I haven't gone back and watched it twice, but they say it's definitely worth watching twice because there's mm-hmm. stuff that you potentially can miss the first time through. There's a lot going on. Well, all right. Yes, sir. interviews like where, like YouTube's or because I saw the behind the scenes. Because after the movie plays, there's like a whole thirty minute, you know, behind the scenes montage of everything that happened. I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. I'm glad Netflix put that on there. And there's more coming. Like they, uh, so I think Dieter, the safe cracker. There is a like a prequel animated feature that he that they're doing that's dealing with like him and then maybe either how he became a safe cracker or something like that oh, or really? like kind of okay. yeah but there's a, there's a prequel that's going to feature some other characters from this and some introduce some new ones that'd be fun so it's like a little mini world if you will that, I like it. that they're kind of building I like it a lot with it so yeah yeah it's solid entertainment yeah and I forgot that Zack Snyder already done a zombie film. Yeah, one of his first, it's like first major film. Yeah, when everybody's like blocked into the mall or whatever. And I don't think I've actually, I've, I actually haven't seen that film yet. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead, right? Dawn of the Dead. There you go. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I actually haven't seen that one yet. That's one of the few Zack Snyder films that I have not seen yet. So I'll have to get around to it. Going back to his roots. So yeah, man. So you got the heist genre in there. It's like, wow. Okay. Throwing some zombies. Uh, yeah. Pretty solid film. 
Uh, what else have you been watching? So I, I saw this trailer for this Netflix animated series called Record of Ragnarok. Okay, and it, the premise is that you have these different gods, uh, whether they're of the myth, you know Greek mythology or Roman mythology mm-hmm. or um, Middle Eastern, like just all kinds of mythologies, even maybe yeah, all kinds of different gods in a battle, a tournament battle against mankind, against humans. Okay, and, and, but it's 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 a arena kind of gladiator style. Mm-hmm. And so I saw the trailers for it. I was like, hmm, that looks kind of interesting. So this week I had a little time. I was like, oh, let me just pop in one episode just to see what this is about, see if I like it. And I watched it and I was like, okay. As it got deeper into the premise, it, it got really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I found myself selecting. And, and the, the, the battles sometimes take place over like a couple of episodes because as, as different characters are introduced onto the battlefield to fight, kind of in, in, in traditional anime style, they'll stop and then give you a backstory kind of thing. And so like one of the first battles is Thor versus this other guy who I can't I can't remember the dude's name, but he was a he was a warrior. Um I want to say he was a he was a, he was a, a Chinese warrior and just like just amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But this version of Thor, obviously it's not obviously not Marvel Thor, but it's still Thor, the Norse god of thunder and his hammer Mjolnir is huge <laughs> it is gigantic so anyway it's cool it gives him his backstory this other guy's backstory and, and you and you wonder wait a minute how on earth can this human stand against this god and they get into reasons why that's possible it's cool anyway i ended up watching the whole first season just throughout the week wow. and I, I didn't look to see how many episodes it was animated was this animated yeah it's animated uh-huh. straight straight anime netflix, netflix original okay and i ended up last night like or yesterday saw you know what was the last episode of the season? I think it was like 12 episodes. And I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait it's, it's, it's this first season is done? Because they're about 30-minute episodes. 30 minutes are easier to digest. I was like, dang it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the second season. Dang. But That's 12, how I felt like with Invincible. Ah, nice. You know, Amazon. Like, everybody's like, come on, come on, bring oh, it. Oh, yeah. Now ready. people are reading the comic now and all that. That's so, it's so, it's, that, that is just, a, I love that that, it's got that kind of traction and yeah. it's pulling people back in. I've been tempted to crack open my omnibus too of, of invincible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, record of Ragnarok. Well, it was pretty cool, pretty interesting, some very cool action uh, and some very interesting takes and just kind of takes on these different gods and this, you know, the, the struggle between mankind and some interesting kind of philosophical questions being brought about it. Even some, some twist on some different, some mythologies, but even like some biblical stuff, like being like brought in, like Adam, okay. Adam, their their version, their version yeah. of Adam is brought in. Careful now, careful. Right, right. But, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's fascinating how they kind of work that, and even yeah, diving into some of the some of those origins and and what happened here, what happened there. But yeah, Record of Ragnarok on Netflix, very very interesting, and I'm I'm ready for the second season. Bring it, bring it. I uh, watched recently, same night I was watching Harmony of the Dead, Kill Bill, Volume 1. Hey. I don't know. Just fit, It popped up. I was like, all right, Netflix, let's go. Boom. Um, solid. Um, it's, fa- I think my favorite sequence is the fight sequence between uh, Vivica Fox and Uma. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's solid. in the dialogue that they have. When you, don't do this in front of my daughter. 
You know, and they're trying to schedule when they want to do it. Well, it depends. When do you want to die? Oh, tonight, tomorrow, <laughs> How about tonight. <laughs> you know, it's just mm. like the back and forth was great. And they were like in super superb shape. Seriously, and like they're going at it. Even but even when they when they're in the kitchen and find when the when the little girl comes in, they're trying to like make things look. Oh man! Like it's not a death match happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? Well, they give her like a juice box or something like that. I forget what she comes in for. Um, she came up from the bus and mm-hmm. was like, "Mommy." Um, and then she's, "I didn't haven't introduced you to so and so." But then, like when she tried to introduce Uma's character, the name is like blurted out, like. That's right. And then uh, she makes her go upstairs. Okay. And then when she goes upstairs, she's going to make her some cereal. That's right, some cereal. I'm trying to remember what the uh, uh, MacGuffin was. Mm-hmm. So, man, yeah, that's a Kill Bill. Fantastic. Fantastic yeah. film. That one's a good one. And then, of course, it had some animation in there, you know, for Randy. Lucy Liu's character? Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. It's entertaining. Yes, it is. Yeah, pretty entertainment. And The Bride. It's over the top. Over the top. I think uh, originally Tarantino had uh, Warren Beatty as the main villain who was going to be Bill. It was originally fashioned after him. Interesting. I like I like David Carradine, man. Oh, you, I can't nobody, you can't imagine nobody I can't imagine anybody that's else. It, that's it. But you know, after Warren Beatty wasn't available, he changed the character mm. to okay. for David Carradine. Good on him for yeah. for for doing so. Again, not hey, Warren Beatty. World class. Yeah. But I think it went the way it was supposed to go. Yes, it did. <laughs> Kill Bill on Netflix? Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Man. Yeah. Good, so, good it's stuff. One of the, it's, it's like one of those you can just play in the background. Just let it play. Yes. Uh, I also, after our conversation last time, I checked out several episodes of This Is Pop, also on Netflix. So, saw uh, the Voice of Men episode. Yeah, solid. Man, so good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. And yes, they... Respect the men. Mm-hmm. Respect again. They're one of my favorite groups all time. I've I've have quite quite a bit of their material. Mm-hmm. Um, when they covered Motown stuff, and they released an album back in like two thousand eight or so. It was like a dual one of those dual CD sets where they they where they re-recorded a lot of their original hits mm-hmm. with just the three of them. Ah, uh, and then minus they, the bass. Yes, but they 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 circumvent it very nice, right? Okay. Between like Nate is able to get a pretty low register, okay, and so he kind of he fills in those parts, and I hate to say, it, but you don't even like all right, you know, they they make it work, <laughs> they make it work, and what I found interesting in that episode when they do kind of address the the, the Michael situation, yeah. Right, Wanya gives his story. Oh, you know, Mike wanted to be an accountant, yeah. but then we blew up. Oh, it's like okay, either you know, you take on the fame, or you know, the kind of the mediocrity or whatever. And then you see Nate and Sean talk. Yeah, and they're like, you know, it's hard to continue with a, with a relationship when you don't respect anybody anymore. And then and, and like, 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 Nate, what did he like, do? Yeah, and you know, Sean was like, relationship's over. Then I was like, ooh, this they they seem to have a different take, or there's, mm. there's some obviously some things that un- unfolded, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of people believe that that he's that he has passed away. That's because he has a disease. I can't think. Is it like MS or something like that? Like he's been diagnosed with something. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people think that he has passed away. But I believe he's still he's still alive. alive. Yeah, because yes. I did some research afterwards. I'm like, okay. he's, he's one of those people where people assume that they're dead. Because again, why I told a friend about it, like, didn't he die? I'm like, no, no he's, he's he's still alive. <laughs> and maybe because they don't really talk about him. Maybe it's just like maybe that's the reason. You know, there's not. It seems like something messy happened. 
but they just don't talk about it. Yeah. And yeah, they, and they but this they they seem that they came really close. Like in Wanya gave his his yeah, story, and yeah. then Nate and Sean, like you could tell they were whatever went down was not good. When you say like lock lack of respect and then relationships over, I'm like, oh, this wasn't just like a mutual parting ways. This was mm-hmm. uh I bet a woman was involved. I bet more than anything. He was like, Hello, you shouldn't go with him, you should come with me. Uh ah. <laughs> uh ah. man. Ooh, wee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah they they yeah so anyway i watched that episode then i watched the second episode with t-pain which was really really good very yeah. interesting he just or hearing about the origins and the creator of autotune how it was this like this well-kept secret within the yeah. music industry for years before t-pain got a hold of it yeah. so he did not create uh autotune or anything like that and and just yeah, it's it's a very good episode. I I, I find that creative people thought you know thought that he did you know create it because when you have people like Zap you know Roger, you know it's like there's already been variations of that anyway. One hundred percent, people yeah. have been doing different things with their voices, modulating their voices with technology for a while. Yeah, so this is not the the first to do it, right? You can listen to stuff with the Beatles where they're messing with the reverb and playing things backwards. There's all kind of different ways you can manipulate the sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I watched the the episode that that featured uh, talked about ABBA and just kind of how how pop how a lot of pop songs come from uh, like Sweden yeah and this in this these this specific recording studio that kind of began to, to churn out hits of the hits again ABBA and then Ace of Bass and then eventually that's the one you know, where Backstreet I, the first two I was in and then the third one because I was playing them back to back and then the third one hit and I was like. Fade in a way. <laughs> it was an interesting story, though. Interesting story. I uh, faded out about halfway, but I found you know I'm gonna go back and watch that one. It's yeah, but it's, it's not weird. as I guess because not as connected to it as the other two, and so I was like, ah, that's across the world. But I didn't know they're gonna have. I don't. I, I didn't know they're gonna have AC base on them. But man, eighth grade AC base the sign. I loved that song. Loved that song. <laughs> I find. Uh, the composer that did the Black Panther soundtrack, he's from that country, and I was like, ah, makes sense. He's got a lot of flavor. Oh man, for real! I can't think. Of, I can't pronounce his name. I forgot what it was. Yeah, I think I, he well, got an Oscar and all that, didn't he? He absolutely did. Absolutely yeah. did, man. Dude, that, that okay? Talk about listening to to uh, scores. The Killmonger, the Killmonger track on Black Panther. Yeah, that one. That's solid. Come on, come man. on, man. Come on. Boom, boom, boom. Come on, okay. Anyway, I, 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 man, I I love I love that cut, and I I love how amongst the the Swedes, how it's culturally mm-hmm. they avoid bragging about themselves. So they so they were like really fine with being in the back the background while the artists get the acclaim because it's very yeah. un Swedish to to like brag on yourself and your accomplishments. It's very interesting. And, and, and you see it throughout. Like, Cause even like at times you'll be hesitant to say what they did. They'll give credit to the group or this or that. It's yeah. Very interesting. So yeah. So I checked out the first three episodes of that. The next one deals with uh country going pop, which I, I eventually I will check that out as mm-hmm. well. Country going pop. Country going pop. I'm still, did I mention a show called manifest last time when we were on here? No, but it's like, that's like ranking up, 
ranking very high on Netflix as far as the what's being watched. It might be number one or number two. So I watched the trailer because, you know, I watched like those conspiracy theories and things like that on YouTube here and there. Why not? Uh, even like like uh, paranormal stuff. So, like, for example, there, the, the Bermuda Triangle. We all know about the Bermuda Triangle, right? Oh, do we? <laughs> Depends on what timeline you're on. Uh, but um, there's been a lot of stories, you know, coming at the Bermuda Triangle where there was a pilot. I li- listened to this on YouTube. The pilot, he was flying through it, and he knows the storm. And the storm, like, he was surrounded in, like, darkness, and then he could see like a little bit of light and he felt like it was like a vortex or something like that. And but anyhow, he made of course, he made it through it and <laughs> lived to tell. However, that's a true encounter. But this manifest, this TV show is about uh, Air Flight 828 landed safely after a turbulent but routine flight. The crew and passengers were relieved. But in the span of those few hours, the world had aged five years. Wow. So there's flying in from Jamaica to New York and just regular flight as normal. But as they land, they discover that five years has passed. That show originally aired on like NBC. Did it really? Years back. Yes. I remember the trailer and everything for Really? It. Yeah. That originally ran on NBC. Maybe. Ooh. Check the, the date on that because that, yeah, that show or, for- or almost an exact same premise of that show ran years ago, anywhere from maybe five, six years ago. It says... Uh, I remember those. I remember the trailers for it. Uh, first episode date, September 24th, 2018. Okay. Yeah. NBC. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect it to be... I saw the trailer and I was like, I'm in. Because after, you know, listening to like real accounts from the Bermuda Triangle and all that stuff is like crazy. Tell me more. Yeah. So anyhow, manifest. Solid. How many episodes uh, within the first season and uh, it runtime? Uh, it's about three seasons. Runtime is about 42 minutes. I didn't know it was that many seasons. Yeah, it's solid. Um, it's about 42 episodes. Yeah, solid. Um, we're in season one towards the end. How many episodes per season? Uh, I think it's 12. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Did I do my math right? 12-ish because it's 42 all together. Um, go to episode guide, my friend. We're looking at 16 episodes for that first season, so we're like episode 12, 13 for the second season, and then 12 for the third season. So, I guess they kind of went in that first one. All right, uh, yeah, so far, so good. I uh can't seem to stop watching it. Yeah, <laughs> binging, yeah, binging it with the wife. This is like one of our, I wouldn't say this is a guilty pleasure. There's another show that we're watching that's a guilty pleasure. That goes unmentioned <laughs> because there's guilt. <laughs> uh, what else you been watching? Rick and Morty, season five. What episode? I, I finished episode two and three. Mm-hmm. So I'm caught up. I mean, episode four should drop tomorrow, right? It could drop on Sundays. How are you watching it? Uh, through On Demand. Um, Adult Swim through Spectrum. Oh, that's right. All right. Um, would you? I've, I've seen the first two episodes, Nimbus, and then the one where they're like, oh, the family's like killing copies of themselves. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> brilliant. That was bloody and brilliant. Yes, 
And so, bloody brilliant. Yes. And, and, and again, I, I always, I, I hadn't even paid attention to the title of the yeah. episode until I was preparing for this. And I was like, ah, okay. And the, the playoff of um, Multiplicity, mm-hmm. uh, the the Michael Keaton movie from years past. Man. Where duplicates were being made like of, of early him. 90s, right? Yeah. That was a while ago. <laughs> um, but man, the, the fact that they talk about these duplicates right yeah are they clones no duplicates morty very, very different <laughs> like what and just man oh it's, it's a slight spoiler alert if you haven't watched the episode the fact that they the the how meta it gets right yeah. where i mean you never you just don't know you think you're following the family and they're the real deal only to just pull out further back and you're like mm-hmm. no and then you begin to see these, I mean, just again, as you make more duplicates of something, right, it becomes less and less sharp. And then you get to versions that are, you know, wooden people, you know, wooden duplicates. And uh, eventually you get down to the final ones that look like freaking Muppets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was very fun. Like, like I said, like, I don't know if you watched the, uh, the kind of like commentary at the end, like so as as each episode ends, yeah, the credits, right, yeah, then you have like the creators of the show, so Dan Harmon, and other people oh, who work on it, yeah, they yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. they talk about kind of the inspiration behind it and this and that and 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 and, and yeah, that's really fun. But they they had said that they used to joke about it was kind of a running gag amongst the team about you know duplicate families and all this kind of stuff, and so they finally gave it over to one of the writers to really run with it, and so even when when Rick does the whiteboard. He said those were drawings that that one creator kind of came up with like at three in the morning. He was kind of trying to think through the whole thing himself. But yeah, fun, fun episode. But definitely episode three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called "We Can't Reduce and Reuse Anymore." I think was the is the is the name of it. Interesting. But the the image that you see of the what looks like a, like a female Captain Planet, mm-hmm. if you've seen that in the trailers, that's what this episode deals with, and it's yeah. It's, it was it was very very interesting. It's, it's, okay. it's a good one. So I won't give any more than okay. that. Okay, okay. Um, the show that I've been telling you about that's the guilty pleasure of Sex in the City. I might have brought this up before. It's on uh, HBO. Okay. Uh, my wife and I are watching it. Oh my god. Um, it's a different experience because I think I'm trying to remember. I watched a little bit years back, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a different experience when you're waiting a week. To watch uh, a show versus watching specifically this show, like back to back. I mean, golly, sex and the city is the truth. Because you're following how many? Four. Four women. And like every episode, I swear, like when it opens up, they're with different people. Every episode, which you don't really think about if you're waiting a week to watch it. You're like, oh, this is Miranda or Charlotte. They're a new little thing that's happening. But when you're watching it back to back, it looks pretty bad. Wow. <laughs> I was like, did anybody, just off statistics alone, there should be some sexually transmitted diseases going on. Yeah. They call, yeah. They call something different now instead of STDs, like ST. I don't know. Or something like that. <laughs> I, I, I'm not asking for that. <laughs> not in these streets. It just, I mean, it, it, <laughs> what do they call it? Just going back to the news. I don't know what you would, I don't know what. I, I heard heard or saw something the other day where it, it was a, it seemed like a different title being used. Nonetheless. <laughs> COVID fifty. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's like a new acronym or something like that. Anyway, but yeah, I don't know. But anyhow, it's a guilty pleasure. It's uh, 
It's rough. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny, though. There's like some real stuff in there. Uh, I knew my wife would dig it just because it gives like that female perspective. But it's real, you know, dealing with relationships and stuff. But it is risky behavior when you watch this back to back. You're like, wait a second. Like, this is. Wow. This is uh, not good. (laughs) Not good. (laughs) Because I remember with uh, Issa Rae's show. uh, What's the name of her show on HBO? Um, uh, Insecure. Insecure. Sorry about that, Issa. Uh, but with her show, they were—I remember—they were getting on to her for not talking about like protected, like having like protected sex or things like that, not being so risky because of the images that you're putting out there, people are watching. And this is re- this is recent, you know, it was 2019, 2020. Sure, when they were kind of getting on her about that. But like when you watch that show back to back, she's her character is nothing like the Six and the City characters mm. in regards to that. You know, being with new people every single episode, right? And so. Yeah, going back since this was in the 90s, going back and looking at that, I was like, man, that's, uh, I don't know if that was, I don't know what word am I looking for, uh, but they should use a little bit more caution, in my opinion. You mean like the, the, the characters? The, cre- uh, the creators of the show and how they, you know, talk about or how they present sex to the public. Why? Why? Uh, because people will watch that mm-hmm. and emulate that behavior. Is that the creator's responsibility yeah. to produce content to 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 either hinder, protect the potential activities of the viewers as 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 an HBO premium channel? adult oriented show yeah i mean you have uh there's censorship for a reason you know uh, it's, because it's, it's hbo doesn't matter <laughs> I, I think it does i, I well 100 think it does when you go hbo and people paying a premium you're not having uh pornography on there so it's, it's like true. so it's so there is a form of uh censorship even if it's political or if it's for health reasons it's it's a way to kind of put in your, cause you know that people are going to copy what they're doing. A lot of women did. That was like a big deal, you know, in the late nineties, a lot of women <laughs> copied what these characters were doing. It is what it is. Sure. Uh, with that, knowing that and being aware of that is just, do you want to be responsible for that? Uh, so I, I, as a, as a show, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that otherwise I mean if they were so concerned about the activity they being who? of let's say the creators of the show right yeah. if they had any concern about the activity I, don't, I, I honestly don't think they care <laughs> right right so, <laughs> so, so, so my thing is that the health they, of the public why would they even create the show then if the whole premise literally is in the title sex and the city right not sex in the city but sex and the city is that the, the, the proper yeah, title sex and the city sex and the city yeah like you kind of have it like right, right there. So I, I like, I mean, why? I don't know. I, I just don't know where that. How would limit, you? You don't know is. how you would talk about uh, having safe, safe sex. <laughs> well, I don't know. Again, if, if it's if it's there for entertainment, and if I guess if the premise is we have to structure our show so that society does or doesn't emulate what these characters do, yeah. Then how could you have any violent shows? at all then 
Right. I mean, yes, you have ratings and things like that for a reason. But I think once you have a show and it's geared towards adult and you say this is what you can expect in this show. Right. When you when the show starts. All right. This has, you know, mature content, yada, 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 yada. <laughs> At the end of the day, people are responsible for for their actions. Can they say they saw something? Oh, I, I decided to try that out. I decided to do this, do that. Yes. But I think they're ultimately responsible. Now, again, if we're talking children's shows, things like that. I think that's a different a different level. But when you talk a, a show geared towards and once you say MA like mature audiences, then and it was a different time too. It was the early nineties, you know it because it's a ratio is on HBO as well. Very true, you know, and they they do talk about that stuff and kind of bring it up as and they're more woke as as a as creators of the show. It's a raise one of the producers of the show. Sure, a lot of women are producers of that show, and they are. They are aware that people are looking at them as leaders. And mm-hmm. so that, you know, they're going to put certain things in there. They're not going to show, you know, especially African-American women in a certain light because because they're leaders. Right. And I think I think there is at least at this point, maybe to some degree, like almost like a double stand, like an extra level of maybe pressure that an African-American woman might feel in terms of doing a show. Like you, you mentioned, you know, even when you look back at, at, at some of the, the scenes that are in insecure versus as much as it's within sex and the city and but she's getting backlash just for a little bit and again whether that's because of the culture where it's at now and being woke but you know talking about different times talking about safe sex though wasn't a new thing i mean tlc and i mean that that stuff was being talked about so i don't know i wonder i'm I'm curious and see now you have me very curious about the show like uh, (laughs) will it come up later on right will we have issues to somebody to somebody Does somebody get sick? Does somebody like... like yeah, I think eventually know. something's got to pop up. I forgot, you know, I don't know, because we're, we're still... What season are we on? I think we're on the second season. Nothing has happened so far. Interesting. Because you know? just statistically, somebody should have crapped out by now. Wow, it's that man. <laughs> it's wow. that bad. Wow, okay. That's fast. very fascinating. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I never I never got... I think I may have I'd seen maybe like one or two episodes. But, I mean, when in its heyday, it was all the oh, rage, man. man. Yeah. Big time. All the rage. I mean, HBO. Let's say HBO, man. As a, a a content creator, they may they may be the best. Like as far as like when you talk about shows, they have some of the man, some of the the best shows that have come out over the past, I, don't know, I guess, decades, if you will. I mean, there's a lot of great uh, content out there, but man. Yeah, they've made some huge hits, whether it's Sex and the City, The Wire, whether it's Six Feet Deep, Six Feet Under. Yeah, Six Feet Under, whether it's um, they ain't going nowhere. Game of Thrones. They ain't going nowhere. HBO's got it. Yeah. Uh, was it the uh, True Blood? Dang, that was on, that was HBO? Oh, yeah. That was true. I thought that was like Max or something. No, man, True Blood, Entourage. Okay. Yeah. Duh. Entourage was solid. Yeah, man. Um, I think that's it for me as far as movies. Uh, what like, else you got? You know, I always like to have some little nostalgia going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Just taking in something, something older, you something old animated thing. So right now, I've been on a little kick on, of, of Spider Man and his amazing friends. Mm-hmm. And again, actually, it's always fun going back and watching something like with 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 adult eyes and and. And it's always interesting seeing how characters are, are handled on different shows, right? Mm-hmm. And so in this particular show, right, Spider-Man, 
Everybody knows Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Everybody loves Spider-Man. I don't know anybody who doesn't love Spider-Man. He's just like the, he was that prototype for like the everyday hero. Mm-hmm. And you got Iceman, right? Bobby Drake. Cool power, right? And we used to love seeing him like when he would turn an Iceman, he would freeze himself from the ground up to coat himself in ice and then pow, break out of the block of ice. Very cool. But <laughs> then you have the introduction of one Firestar. Now, originally, the concept of the show was it was going to be the Human Torch from the Fantastic Four. Okay. But for whatever reason, uh, they decided, oh, no, let's, uh, let's make a new character, Firestar, Angelica Jones, who emits, like, microwave radiation. That's hella dangerous. That's <laughs> like, y'all. Now. That's not bad. That's not cool. That's, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, she can emit this, like, microwave, microwave radiation. Yeah. Radiation? And she can fly and, and generate heat and everything like Everybody, that. Everybody, like, gets cancer when she's flying around. She's super powerful. And I think Spidey would kind of be protected because his blood's already irradiated from the spider yeah. that bit him. <laughs> and Iceman could be okay because he can generate, you know, ice and, and cold and all that kind of stuff. And you constantly have, like, the science is pretty cool that they use between those two. Like, they always have different stuff happening. Um, but you also, you, got, you have this very interesting love triangle, if you will. Right, because you could tell that uh, Peter he digs on he digs on Angelica, mm-hmm. but Bobby digs on her also. Uh oh. Uh, but like, and, and, and they and they you know between Iceman and Spider Man, they're b- both wisecrackers, and so they're always they're always going back and forth. But here's the other thing: like they all live in the same house. They all live in Aunt May's uh, house and like that rent rooms because they're all college students. They're, they're okay. They're college level students. Okay. Um, but they all get along great, right? They get along great, and they, and they do their thing, and they fight the villain of the week. And, and the thing I, f- I find very cool about Firestar is that she's, you know, she's not dating either of them exclusively. Okay. Um, but she's she's okay, you know, she's she's doing her thing, man. She'll she'll go on a date here. There there was literally episode where they were the whole episode where they're fighting Magneto. They keep asking her who she's you know she has a date coming up that night, yeah. and they're like. Who who are you going out with? Who is it? And she won't she won't tell him. And they, 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 they keep guessing different dudes' names or whatever. Yeah, wow. And then at the end, like Peter's like, "All right, cool. Hey, look, we're gonna make sure we take care of Maggie. We'll get rid of him, so we make sure you can get to your date on time, right? Like, they're it's it's very cool. The dynamic between these three, the the friendship and all the kind of stuff, it comes through. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I, I went through and finished the show, and I and I went back to the beginning because I hadn't watched it from the beginning. I kind of jumped in midway, and I realized there were. A lot of episodes I hadn't seen before. Like I never seen before. I was like, I never seen this episode before. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's I, I've I've been really enjoying. Where's this at? Where's it's, this it's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. Okay. Spider Man and his amazing friends. But one last thing I'll mention. One of the latter episodes, something happens, and and, and Spider decides to literally to literally to leave the planet with some alien girl. Yeah. We're going yeah. into all the details. But as he's getting ready to leave, because this seems like definitive, right? It's like the mm-hmm. second to last episode. He's been ready to bounce. And he's like having to say goodbye to them. And like him and Angelica, they they share an embrace. And then you know, a little kiss, right? She gives him a kiss. <laughs> and then gives him another another kiss. Oh. But, it's, but it's a very for seconds. It's a very sweet moment. I'm like, man, this is this is this is Saturday morning cartoons, wow. right? What year what year is all this? 83. Oh. Okay. Yeah, man. Got a throwback going. Yeah, dude. And but it's just it's it's well, I, I see it as, as, as very well done. And not only the action, but just the dynamic between these three characters. And and, he, and again, it's every, every week, right? A cameo by a different, you know, different Marvel mm-hmm. character and, and all that kind of stuff. And this is well before we got the X-Men cartoon and any of that kind of stuff. So this was one of the ones that really, 
just gave you constant little peaks and they're very smart with their cameos or putting a character's name in a museum. It was just very, very well done. But yeah, Spider-Man is Amazing Friends on Disney+. Plus. Lovely little throwback. Buy it. And, uh, yeah, some it. 80s goodness. Buy it and watch it. Um, I'll quickly, kids are getting antsy. Um, the one trailer that I watched, I watched a couple of them. What If on Disney coming out August 11th. Yes. Animated, right? Yes. It looks pretty solid. Yes. I actually look forward to watching that. Yes. <laughs> what if my favorite comic book series of all times? Because it was based off of it. It was a comic it's series. Bold statement. Bold statement. Again, they would it was all about what if, you know, you have something happening in in the comics, this would say, okay, what if it did happen this way instead? Mm-hmm. Right? What if Peter Parker continued to have six arms when he was you know mutated further what if Yikes. captain america never came out of the ice what if captain america ran for president yeah. what if uh wolverine stayed agent of shield what if the hulk killed wolverine what if wolverine killed the hulk it's a cool way to like play out storylines without having to be committed to them exactly man one of my favorite ones was uh what if the alien symbiote stayed on spider-man i read that one when i was in like in i was in elementary school and it is one of my favorite reads of all time because that symbiote, it, it uses up Spidey and yeah, it goes to other people and it's parasite. more powerful. Oh, it's, man, great read. But it was just, because they, they get they get dark, right? It gets pretty morbid because, like you said, they don't have to commit to it. So looking forward to seeing this this take. And I love the fact that it's being applied to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see in the trailer, right, T'Challa. What if, you know, T'Challa was abducted by the Ravengers instead of Peter Quill? Yeah. So T'Challa now is Star-Lord. But you see other things like what if Agent Carter got the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers? You see Killmonger as well. Rescuing Tony Stark. That one I didn't, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, That was a great opening, right? That, you know, what if he rescued Tony in the desert? Which matches up perfect because you know he was in the military. Yeah. Like, whoa. So it's going to be very curious to see, does that mean that his dad never got killed? Did T'Chaka never kill his dad and he actually went, they all just went back to Wakanda and was he raised there? Because he seems like he's a quote unquote good dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that the the actor is the Black Panther. Quite possibly. Because you see him in a couple of clips, like he's like leading the armies of Wakanda. So, and, and you have the actual actors voicing their characters. So that's, that should be Chadwick. Voicing himself, wow! So it was one of his, you know, the fun, one of the last performances that we get to, to hear. It is the last. It would be the last performance of, of wow. T'Challa by, by Chadwick. I look forward to it. Yeah. Um, another trailer. My last one to watch uh, on Netflix. I think it's yeah, Netflix. Beckett, starring Denzel Washington's son. <laughs> is it David Washington? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David Washington. Um, thing. Basically, him and his girlfriend are going. I think it's Greece. It's, inter- it's international. I want to say Greece. I could be completely wrong because I don't have the synopsis in front of me. They get in a car wreck. She's missing or dead, and he's like in the middle of like some like international conspiracy, and they're trying to get him killed. So you just see him running the whole time, getting shot and all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh wow, Beckett, Beckett. Yeah, it's. I saw a trailer. Not super excited to see it. All right. But um, it'll probably be one of those things that's it probably entertaining, you know, past some time. Right. Because, I mean, he's he's just so solid in oh yeah in the projects that he chooses as well. Come on. So you're Come like, on, man. 
Come Beckett, on, Mike. Beckett, all right. Beckett. So for me, again, it's um, after going into the theaters and to see Black Widow, of course, they, they played the, the second trailer for Shang-Chi, which I'm going to see because it's an MCU film. But I was... I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it, but I'm yeah. going to watch it. I'm going to support it, number one, from a diversity standpoint. I think it's I th- I think it's great that we are seeing more groups get represented and so I want to be I want to be in and contribute to the box office of that right especially a film just oh, like so, so many came out, out in theaters yeah yeah it's definitely oh, okay. it's I thought that was going September. straight to Disney no nah, it's come dropping in September like we'll get th- basically three MCU films this year Black Widow Shang-Chi and then we'll get Eternals in November but Shang-Chi will drop in September so at minimum I wanted to put money to, in the box office towards this film right so just like you know black panther got all that love uh with the predominantly they get all like from real. three or four times uh, yeah but i want to i want to i want to give that love just to to shang chi because i think it, i think it's so you're gonna it's, go three or four times if it's good i'll at least go once <laughs> just messing with you <laughs> i'll at least go once i'll go if you say it's good all right yeah i'll just want to put that box on. and if, even if i wasn't going to say go if i wouldn't feel because the trailer the theater the trailer didn't push do it for me I, so keep it real I, I i agree there like they they i think at the third trailer really needs to show more of the story mm-hmm. um because we don't I mean, we know okay shang chi he left home and his dad's powerful and all that kind of stuff and he has to come back we get that premise, but we need more meat on the bones because most people don't know who Shang-Chi is. Yeah. They have no connection at all. Me. So include me. Yeah. And, and again, I know a little about him, but yeah, we need more meat on the bones. And I think, I think the, the cast they have assembled, it's a good cast. Like mm-hmm. the guy who's playing the Mandarin, like within China, he's like one of their top actors. So yeah, solid performers, but yeah, we do, we do need more. I think the action is going to be solid and there's going to be some nice cameos like abomination is, like he makes an appearance in the second trailer, Abomination okay. from the from the Incredible Hulk movie. Like dude's yeah. been locked away That's for been a minute. minute. It's been a hot minute, but he shows up there. I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on here? So anyway, yeah. So I saw that, but also again another uh, thing I'm super excited about. Again, the the Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe. Oh yeah, forget about Revelation. that. When does that drop? Uh, on the 27th? No, maybe 23rd of July. Of July. On Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah, part yeah. part one. Definitely gonna check that out. For that, sure. That I'm very, very excited for. It's it's like a to a certain degree, it's like a spiritual successor to the original filmation show. Yeah, he's been on his podcast talking about him and Mark Berman. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about that quite a bit. They they put in some work on that. And it's going to I think it's gonna be solid. I think so too. And it's got I think it's gonna go to some some uh some dark places. I mean, there's a lot of rumors about what's going to happen, but I, th- I think honestly, I think that, that you can, when you see the second trailer, it's, it's, it's becoming clear that I think Tila is going to be the, Tila. the main character, like <laughs> kind of carrying a lot of the story. I think something is going to happen to, to he man, but Prince Adam is still going to be rocking. And I think, you know, cause they talk about in the trailer, right? That something's happened to the magic with an attorney and that's going away. And it affects I the universe. See the trailer. I haven't seen oh. it. There's there. Yeah. There's the second trailer. Watch that second trailer. Okay. It's, it's, it is fire, but yeah. Master of the universe revelation coming to Netflix. Netflix. We need you to sponsor because, uh, yeah, we didn't grab your name a whole lot. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else before we close out today? That's all I got. Well, well, y'all, don't forget this Monday we drop. Hope y'all are having a good weekend. Uh, we drop the next episode this coming up Monday. It will either be The Exorcist or the movie Us. We shall see. 
Until next time, peace. Respect.